Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. And it is a beautiful day. We're glad to see you here. And so we now join together as we lift up our hearts, our prayers, and our worship unto God. Lord, be with us in these forty days. Let us sing your praise. Vanquish, scatter all our hate and fear as your passion draws near. And may we stand as we join in our hymn of celebration number 159, Lift High the Cross.
say together, we give you thanks, O Lord. And so as we come together now for our time of prayer, I'd invite you to turn to our prayer hymn. That's going to be uh, number 504. Um, great uh, hymn. We'll sing the first, the third, and the fourth verses.
pray. Eternal God, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we come to the foot of the throne of your grace this morning. We ask your blessing to be with us as we gather together as the church. And on this third Sunday of Lent, as we continue the journey, might we be ever drawn closer to that cross. And that here, O oh God, at the foot of the cross, we might find our faith, our lives, our salvation, our forgiveness of all the things you bring to us because Jesus Christ loved us so much that truly the scripture is true that you sent your only son that whosoever believeth shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. And so, Lord, in the shadow of the cross today, in this time of Lent, help us to continue to walk faithfully with you. And we give up to you, O God, today our burdens, our hurts, our trials, our tribulations, Acknowledging, O oh God, that today as we gather together here, we are found in the presence of him who always walks with us, who never forsakes us, but is always there to forgive, to love, and to strengthen. And so, O oh Lord, we give you thanks for that presence that never leaves us, for all we have to do is to come into your presence, and you will be there. And so, Lord, now in your presence here today in this, your church, we take these next moments to be in silence. And in these moments, O oh God, may we understand and feel your presence and give a prayer or receive a blessing, just a moment to let eternity touch time and let us know that you are here. Thank you, O Lord. Grant us your peace. And this we pray through him who taught us that we might pray even as we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not unto temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. as our ushers come forward to wait upon us for our gifts, tithes, and offerings. May we give on to God as God has given to us with joy and with graciousness. Mm -hmm. 
And now, O Lord, before thy altar, we ask the blessing of these, our gifts, that you might use them for thy ministry and thy service in this community and around the world for Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen and receive a reading from the Word of God. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us, according to your grace and mercy. May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear the scripture from St. John, chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. 
When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. This is God's word to God's people. Thanks be unto God. May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for the reading of the word and ask your blessing now upon that reading to make it more than words but heard and words that are only read but now living words. Blessed by your Holy Spirit to find a place in the hearts of your people and as good seed that finds its way to good soil, digs deep roots and brings forth harvest, may now this, the seed of the word of God, dig deeply in the soil of our souls and bring to us a harvest unto everlasting life through Jesus Christ, who is the living word of God, and in whose name we pray. Amen. Today we begin uh, a, a new part of the story that we started three weeks ago in the beginning of Lent. It's simply called At the Foot of the Cross. And two weeks ago, Brian talked about the soldier. Last week he talked about the crowd. Today we'll be talking about Mary and John as each of us join so many that make our way to the cross and what it will mean for our own lives. In Jerusalem, in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, there is a special altar. That altar is built over the place where it says that the cleft, that the end of the cross of Jesus was placed into when he was crucified. About three or four years ago, I was last back there, and with a member of our church, uh, Richard Burke, we got up at 3 in the morning. Can you imagine me getting up at 3 in the morning? And uh, we made our way uh, to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in the old city of Jerusalem. Now, walking around Jerusalem at 3 in the morning is probably not a wise idea, so we saw a cab and we decided we'd take the cab on the rest of the way. But we got to the church, and we went to the Greek Orthodox chapel that stands over the cleft. And the interesting thing is, when you go to that church, you come to the altar, and actually you have to go under the altar to get to the receptacle, which has a hole about this big, and you reach down through the marble, and you go down this far, and you touch the base rock upon which the cross of Jesus stood when he was crucified. Now, was this the exact spot where Jesus was crucified? Probably not, but it was within 100 meters anyway from the rock where Jesus' cross would have been. It's a, it's a very powerful, moving moment to be there. But above the place of the hole and above that altar, there is a life-size icon of Mary. And it calls to our remembrance the story of Jesus and the story of the cross that Mary and sister and Mary, wife of Clopas, and others gathered at the foot of the cross. And as the early sun was just coming in through the windows, the halo that's a part of the icon began to glisten in a silvery radiance throughout the chapel. It was a marvelous experience. And way before all the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that would be there, and alone, I could have a prayer at the place where Jesus was crucified. Our scripture today 
encounters two groups of people that are at the face of Jesus and at the foot of the cross. One we know was Mary, the mother of Jesus. And actually, the scholars are a little bit mystified about who else was there because in Greek, there is no commas. And so is this a series of names or is Mary's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, or another Mary? Now, just to think about it, how would you like your name to be Clopas? <laughs> I'd like you to meet my husband, Clopas. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't go well with me. His mother ought to be slapped. Uh, but... Um, we don't know whether there was three women or four women, but the, the, the deal of it was John really wasn't trying to give a census of who was at the cross. He had in mind several women and another person that he wanted to tell us about this morning. The women were most likely Mary, the mother of Jesus, her sister, and Clopas, the wife, Mary. And gathered together there, they made a statement about being there. And the statement was that they loved Jesus so much that they'd find their place at the foot of the cross so that they could be with him. Now, you see, all the other disciples, all the ones that were brave, all the ones that said, Lord, I'll never forsake you, I'll never leave you, were all the ones who forsook him and left him. And so it was only women now being identified with this man who was labeled a, a insurrectionist and a traitor to the state of Rome as well as to the state of Israel, that they would be associated with such a one being crucified, which was considered one of the most heinous ways a man could be killed. Actually, if you're a Roman citizen, you could decline being crucified and you could just have your head cut off, which was considered a much more respectful way to die. And so here were these women at the foot of the cross. Here they were being identified with Jesus. And here they were letting the story be told. Now there's another person who is at the foot of the cross. It's called the disciple, the beloved disciple. Now the only other place in the Bible that that word occurs is four times in the book of John and in one place it says that the beloved disciple was the author of the book of John, John himself. The church has always called him the apostle as well because he was called by Jesus to spread the good news as well. But it was he who made his way to the cross. And I've always wondered what it might have taken for John one of the ones who left everything just a little bit before with all the other disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane and decided that he was going to flee to what brought John back to the cross when no one else was seen to be there. At the foot of the cross, at the foot of the cross was found the love of God. A love that a mother only understands. Can you imagine what it would have been like to have seen your only son crucified upon a cross? Can you imagine what Mary must have been feeling as she remembered Jesus as she gave birth? Can you imagine watching him take his first steps? Can you imagine him running home after school and getting that wonderful mother's embrace? And now she was there having to watch her son die upon a cross. Can you imagine what would have brought her there? The love at the foot of the cross. 
But there was another who was there, and again, his name is John. And of all the others who had fled, it was he who alone would come back and would stand with Jesus. Why? At the foot of the cross, the love of God was found. And in this wonderful story of drama and pathos, Jesus looks from the cross and he says to Mary, his mother, Mary, mother, this is your son. And to John, this is your mother. And it says from that moment on, Mary became a part of John's household, taking care of her for the rest of her life. What a story of the power of love. What a story of the power of God's graciousness over all the evil things in the world that at a cross where death was found, yet at his foot would love be manifest to everyone who would find their way to the foot of the cross. As we gather together here today, as each one of us finds our place at the foot of the cross, as we once more in this third week of Lent continue in the journey why are we at the foot of the cross? Is it not because here God's great love has been shown? Is it not here because we understand the depth of the love that brought Mary and John there to understand why Jesus had come? Is it not there that we bring everything that we are, all our hopes and our dreams, our shattered hopes and our shattered dreams, and all the things in life that we go through, that we can come to the foot of the cross and find the powerful love of God in Jesus Christ that says to all the world how much God loves us. My friends, as we join together at the foot of that cross, as we journey in this time of Lent, I call you and me to kneel at the cross and there find the meaning of life, the purpose of our living, and the understanding of what God is all about. Because God loves each and every one of us. Because at the foot of the cross, we meet Jesus Christ. There is a contemporary Christian song, which I would like to share the words with you is entitled, At the Foot of the Cross, When Ashes Are Turned to Beauty. At the foot of the cross, where grace and suffering meet, you have shown me your love through the judgment you received, and you have won my heart, and you have won my heart. Now I can trade these ashes in for beauty and wear the forgiveness like a crown, coming to kiss the feet of mercy. I lay every burden down at the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross where I am made complete, you have given me life through the death you bore for me, and you have won my heart, and you have won my heart. Now I can trade these ashes in for beauty and wear forgiveness like a crown. Coming to kiss the feet of mercy, I lay every burden down at the foot of the cross, and you have won my heart, and you have won my heart, and now I can trade these ashes in for beauty and wear forgiveness like a crown, Coming to kiss the feet of mercy, I lay every burden down at the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross. At the foot 
of the cross. May we pray. Eternal God, at the foot of the cross we find each of our lives here today. At the foot of the cross, O Lord, I pray every burden down may we lay. And that here, O God, we might wear your forgiveness like a crown. And finding here, O God, finding here our lives are truly found. At the foot of the cross, O God, today, might we find with John and Mary and the others who by faith and by love found themselves there as well, that our lives will be touched our sins will be forgiven. Our disappointments may be changed into triumphs. Our failures into glories at the foot of the cross. For this, I pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. May I invite you to stand as we join together in our hymn of dedication number 577, God of Grace and God of Glory. This wonderful hymn written by Harry Fostick Emerson, who was the senior minister of the Riverside Church in New York City, wrote this in 1930 at the completion of the Riverside Church and set to this wonderful Welsh tune, Cumranda. May we sing our praise to God.
invite you to reach out and take the hand of someone near you. And as we join hand in hand together, the choir will bring our choral blessing and then the benediction. And as part of the benediction, I will be giving the blessing for our meal. So when you go over there, you'll be all blessed. And, uh, and since it's a St. Patrick Day, may I, scra- uh, may I work up some of my uh, Gaelic and, and bless you in Gaelic. Emily Folter Rawat Ashnahin Donde de Shanda Gandeshe Durishna Hamde Undeshin. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, bless, O Lord, our gathering, our eating, our fellowship, and our friendship, and send us with your peace through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.